hello people and welcome back to my youtube channel um out of bounds and this time we are back with football um as you know we've got the um title race it's not really a derby but we've got the title race match between man city and arsenal um two clubs have never won the champions league unlike chelsea um but <laughs> before you just have to get it in there <laughs> let me introduce our guest um dexter how you doing I'm good. I'm good. Let's talk. And um, I am back with. I said no longer a guest now. He he can just help himself to the fridge. <laughs> I'm back. With, I'm back with Sam. How are we doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, round two to talk. See Arsenal. So Arsenal City, shall I say? So I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Um. So Thanks as you guys know, um, Wednesday recording this on Monday. So I'm going probably going to put this out tomorrow. But yeah, um, Wednesday we've got the big match matchup between um. City versus Arsenal. Now, obviously, City and Arsenal played earlier on in the FA Cup, and City were able to take that one. But the competition is different, and Arsenal have been really good this season. But they have, um, what's it called? They they're out of form at the moment, and Man City they're also they're, they're kind of wishy washy as well. I saw a meme here that said that um, you see Rock versus John Cena, the once in a lifetime yeah. thing. That's, <laughs> that's what this Arsenal versus City matchup is. Um, yeah. But before we get into the preview, Dexter, how do you feel about the way Arsenal have been playing this season? Um, obviously we've been we've been very good this season. Um, if I'm honest, I'm kind of surprised actually, um, because obviously from us missing out on top four last season, I wasn't really too too proud. I mean, other people were satisfied, but you know me, I'm not satisfied with them things there but obviously I wasn't too happy last season um, because I feel as if we kind of sold ourselves short in January and it kind of bit us in the backside um, come May or whenever the season ends um, so obviously coming into the season I was a bit sceptical but Arsenal surprised me in a good way um, I feel as if we really went from strength to strength this season um, obviously we've had a few hiccups in the season not a lot but we've had a few hiccups mm -hmm that do sort of show some signs of problems that may have been there last season, if that makes sense. But other than that, as a whole, I think we've been very good this season. Um, yeah, just as, cause as you mentioned, Arsenal did finish outside the top four last season. And coming into this season, I think everybody was saying it was going to be City and Liverpool again. Um, <clears throat> given that you didn't expect Arsenal to be in the position they are now, do yeah. you think... Would it would it be a big disappointment if Arsenal don't go and win the league from this point from this um time? Are you asking me or my am my am do I have to represent the whole Arsenal family? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm asking you specifically. <laughs> me personally, I'll be disappointed. Um, and the reason why I'll be disappointed is because we haven't won the league in however long. The last time we won the league, I didn't know how to speak English. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? That's how long ago that was. So um. I would personally be disappointed because to me it feels like, you know, it's inevitable. United are going to strengthen next season. City are going to probably need strength for next season. Liverpool have been terrible, but they're likely to strengthen. You've got Chelsea. I don't want to mention Tottenham, but, you know, let me mention that they're part of the big six. Tottenham could strengthen next season. And then we're literally at a place we haven't been at, like, for a very long time. So I feel as if... We need to take this opportunity and really go for it. That's how I feel. So I'll be disappointed. But I, I think if you maybe ask some other Arsenal fans, they may not 
care to, or they may lie to you and say that they, they don't care i think they'll care um but i feel as if they would be less annoyed than i would if that makes sense yeah. i don't want to toot my own horn but yeah yeah and just a lot because you also mentioned something to do with the um january transfer window that you felt like arsenal didn't do enough which they won on the one they got trussard um after the one able to get mudrick and they also got Jorginho. which if you also ask me i think if you're talking about backup players those yeah. are good caliber players to be backup but you feel like you didn't do enough why is that you know what it is I've been I told you in it for me it's like if you really want someone go and get that person in it um, so for example Mudrick now if I'm honest I'm not going to be like other people and pretend like I know everything about the guy I haven't seen many games of him so I don't really have an opinion on him if we were to sign him for example or if we did sign him um, I didn't really know too much about him beforehand until we were linked to him saw a few comps but you can't base an opinion on comps you can only say oh he looks good um so for me i felt like if arteta really wanted him we should have really gone for it you know because there must be something that arteta has seen that has really impressed him about this guy and maybe has a vision of mudrick in that team and then obviously we missed out on the deal <laughs> chelsea had to just come and ruin everything but we missed out some people would say it's not that deep because we didn't spend that much money. Um, but I, I always say, like, go like if you really want someone, go and get that guy because there's a reason why you want to get that um, guy. And for me, like, people like talking about finances and all of that. What we need to remember, uh, in fact, I always say it to myself: I'm a fan. I'm not. I'm not a financial person. So, if someone looks good, go and get the person. If if yeah. he can improve us, go and get him. If that makes sense. That that's the Mudrik one. Um, Trossard, I think that's a good signing. Um, I didn't really have any problems with it, contrary to <laughs> what people think in it. I didn't really have a problem with signing um, of Trossard. He's a good player. I've seen him at Brighton. He can create chances for himself. You know, like, I, I think he's a good signing, good backup signing to, obviously, he was option B. Um, so I think he's a good option B. Now, Jorginho, I don't know about this one um, because... I would say he's a decent player, but to win a league or to win the title, again, you kind of need people who can come on and really like change things up. Someone who can like maybe contest another player. You know, um, I don't know if a signing like Jorginho really does that. Like obviously he's a good squad player in my opinion. He's been he's been a good servant at Chelsea, but is he someone that can bring you over the line? You know, like to me. So if I, if I'm speaking too long, let me know. But obviously for me, yeah, um, it's almost similar to January last year. Obviously, I don't believe we brought anyone in in January, but for me, it's similar in the sense of it's underwhelming. So let's say for for example, last year we had the um, we wanted to get top four. We didn't really do anything in the in the um, transfer window, and guess what? We missed out on top four. To me, this January window. I'm not going to say it's the same thing that's going to happen, but it almost feels similar in the sense that you made a few signings, well, you made two signings, one of which Trossard I didn't have a problem with. Jorginho, I don't have a problem per se, but it's, it's underwhelming to me because is he going to carry us there? You know, um, I wanted someone a bit more sort of dynamic in midfield, like an Onana, for example. Um, someone with some pace, power, you know he can he can win duels and you know someone who's who strengthens um, 
the physical aspect of the midfield. I don't think Jorginho brings that. No, I don't understand what you're saying. Um, just um, we'll keep on that. Just switching over to the um, other team that hasn't won the Champions League, Manchester City. Um, because Dex was just talking about in terms of transfer window, and they didn't feel like they're straining enough. And everybody talks about how um, obviously you guys lost Sterling and Jesus, and you guys haven't really had the same dynamic wingers that you used to have. But another thing mm. I was thinking of was in terms of because me, you guys did lose Cancelo. And Nathan mm-hmm. Ake has been playing left-back for you guys, which I do think has done a decent job. And you've also been relying on Rico Lewis a lot. Whereas in last season, you had Cancelo playing at the top of his game and you also had mm-hmm. Kyle Walker playing at the top of his game. Do you guys feel like you guys have a fullback issue in terms of dynamic fullbacks, in, also in relation to also having a dynamic wingers that is holding City back? And do you think you could have used Daniel as a chance to strengthen instead of just letting go of another player without replacing them? Um... In previous years, I would have said yes. If this was last season, I would have said yes. Or, you know, the season before. But in terms of this season and moving forward, Pep's kind of changed the style of play in terms of how we play and the formation. Where on paper, I always used to say this before on the pod we used to do with Tony and everything. Like, on paper, the formation doesn't mean anything. That's just for basic people that don't understand football to say, okay, cool, this is how they're going to look. But when you see... Man City, we normally, when we have the ball, when we build up, it's three at the back, two in midfield, and then five attacking players. So the reason why Cancelo went on loan is because in this new system, he couldn't adapt. Pep wanted somebody to sit with Rodri to kind of solidify that back five and have that box in midfield. So when the counter-attacks do arise, you can stop them. And Cancelo was more more worried about going forward um, and always left space. So I think um, in in this situation, I trust the manager. Obviously, I look, I'm behind Pep 100%. So I believe what he does. And if you do look at it form-wise, you know, since the World Cup, Cancelo hasn't been really playing well anyway. So I don't think currently we will be missing anything. And as you saw yesterday, it was a bit weird. And I spoke about this on the other pod that I was on. You saw at times when it came to defending, you had Bernardo Silva playing left back and at times he was a centre back as well, which is strange. So hopefully you don't set up like that against um, Arsenal. But I think moving forward, how Pep wants to build up is three centre backs, two in the midfield, i.e. Rodri and someone inverting from one of the full backs, whether it's the left side or the right side. And then you have the five um, in front. And in terms of Pep, you know, Pep like systematic players and stylistic players that suit his style where you know they can follow instructions and not deviate from that so hence why there's certain people that are consistently consistently playing and others aren't um, so just another question on to that because as you mentioned there is a um transition with the way city are playing um but i remember saying something in terms of like because me used to go, me, you and Abbas used to go over the whole thing about how great Pep is. And I always used to say yeah. that, you know what, he, obviously, you can never downplay winning the Premier League, but he's always winning the mm. Premier League when I expect him to. And I'm also said that if Pep wins this third one, I will give him full respect because, as you mentioned, the Premier League has only been three pieces twice by um, Alex Ferguson. So for Pep to go and mm. do it will be something like, you know, that you actually have to give credit for. And you can actually see how difficult it is. As a City fan that has now won the Premier League four out of the last five years, 
would you feel any yeah. sort of disappointment not being able to go and put yourself in that category of three piece in the Premier League or would it be like we're transitioning we'll get next year kind of thing when it comes to achievements everybody wants to achieve the achievements hence the name achievement so I would want to win the you know winning it three in a row but what everyone is right about now we're in the rock and the hard place because if we don't win the league everyone will get our ass but and we win the Champions League people will make change the narrative because previous is our oh, peps he's won the league he's been there done that go and win the Champions League and if we don't win the league but win the Champions League people find another excuse to make oh why didn't he win the league he could have done it three in a row and been up there on par with Sir Alex and whatnot so for me I'm greedy I want both I want you know um yeah. in the Premier League three in a row and the Champions League but then my heart is like do you know what for people like you that come, you got, you got your background there showing that you won the Champions League, it's to shut you guys up. So I, I wouldn't mind taking the L. <laughs> I wouldn't mind taking L not winning the league and then we go and win the Champions League because I had a debate with my brethren as well. When you look at the who's left in the Champions League, it's a good running and a good opportunity for City to win because either Real Madrid or Liverpool's going to go out and then either PSG or Bayern Munich's going to go out. And depending on the draw, as I always say, Champions League's always about luck. And if we can stay away from those big teams and get them in the final, I think none of those teams have been playing great. Liverpool's poor, Real Madrid's poor, um, Bayern's playing poor, PSG's playing poor. And if it was to meet any of those in the final, I'd be confident that we could beat them. Okay, so just going off of that, so let's just take a deeper dive into the um, actual fixture that's happening because um, City have kind of lost, I think they've lost the two, well, you see the big six and they faced each other so they faced me and they faced Tottenham which were mm. both away and they were able to lose both of them mm. Dexter do you still it's going to sound like a crazy question but do you actually <laughs> still play City as a team in terms of like because the thing is that City used to be a team that when they come and everybody used to be scared but with the recent like results and all that kind of stuff do you fear them or are you more... Actually, let me not say do you fear them because you always fear a team as City. Are mm. you more scared of City or are you more confident that you can actually go toe-to-toe with them? It's an annoying question. Um, you know what? At this moment of time, yeah, <laughs> I'm not even too sure. Because if you asked me a week ago, or if you asked me after the FA Cup game, I was a bit more... I think I was a bit more confident. Um, we lost. Um, again, I have my opinions on that loss. But I was a bit more confident then because I feel as if City didn't play at their best. I know they got the win, um, but they didn't play at their best. Um, so I would say if you asked me a few weeks ago, yes. But now I'm in the middle. And the reason why I'm in the middle is because I fear Arsenal, <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't know. Like, I still... <laughs> It sounds funny, yeah, but you know, it's I've been scarred by this team in it. So, you know, when you put hope into so many times, I don't really, (laughs) listen, man, like I've been scarred too many times by this team. So, I don't know if it's a fear of City, I think it's more of how are we going to play. You know, um, I didn't get to watch the Brentford game, um, but from what I've seen and also some of the highlights, we didn't really played too well you know and even the Everton game which I actually got got to see like I don't know what happened in that game you know we were we weren't good you know so it's performances like that that really sort of 
puts things into perspective almost it kind that that scares me if that makes sense but um yeah i don't know man like my my honest answer i, I even feel as if i'm waffling a bit like my answer is i'm not too sure <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say okay so, so let me just rephrase it this way so for example if you guys do go on to because i'm guessing you think arsenal ties with favorites right now am i correct? yeah we mate <laughs> listen yeah <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <still done. laughs> Simple okay, yes cool. or no. Uh, <laughs> are we favourite? <laughs> right, wait, hold on. Let, let me reflect my thoughts. <laughs> okay, so right, cool. Arsenal, yeah. do you think Arsenal ties for favourite right now? Based on the points that they've got and the amount of games, yes. They're title, they're title favourites based on the points, but everything could change in a week's time. But yeah. right about now, yes, they are. Okay, so mm. let's just assume they are title favourites here. The thing is, if Man City do go on and win this game, does a flip because City will still be behind, but does it then flip to say, you know what, Arsenal are no longer in the driver's seat? Is that a me question or Dexter? Um, anybody can ask. You go first. Let me quickly go first, Dexter. So for me, it flips the script because if we've won their late away leg and then we're only three points behind them, because if we if we beat them on the weekend we go above them because of goal difference. But then mm. when they play, when you guys play your game in hand, if you win, you'll go either one point or three points ahead. Cool. But it'll be an our advantage because we still have to play the return leg at the Etihad. And by then, hopefully you've got confidence we're in better form and the team should be rolling and it should be, okay, cool, you're coming to our ground. It should be a home win. Do you know what I mean? And also Arsenal have to go to Look, they're not in great form, but you still have to go and play Liverpool. You still got to play Chelsea. So there's still games that need to be played to make these, you know, make deciders within the league and, and whatnot. And it's always going to be slip-ups. Who thought, you know, Arsenal would lose to Everton? Do you know what I mean? So there's always going to be twisting turns. And you, look, City's dropped points as well. But even in the games where we've dropped points, I wouldn't say we've played bad. So against United, we didn't play bad. We didn't play great. But it was one decision that messed up our our whole team and we just kind of lost the goal in terms of what we had to do and in Tottenham it was a mistake from Rodri yeah. like we was dictating that game if he didn't make that stupid pass around the corner the game could have been completely different we could have had confidence and we could have won that game because Arsenal was just going to bring me on to my next point as well because the thing is that when I was talking about in terms of Arsenal Tyson Ferris and stuff and everybody was talking about this is when Arsenal was still eight points clear and stuff and mm -hmm. they, they were talking about take it game at a time, this, this, and that. And then when Arsenal seemed, to, when Arsenal then lost Everton, everybody kept to some switching. You know what? I told you about January. I told you about this and that. <laughs> My question is because Arsenal always going to go through a rough patch in, with, within the season. They were never going to go the rest of the season undefeated. And Man City seems to have gone through their rough patch or still. Do you think that rough patch is behind? will be behind City within the next week and they were able to just spur on or do you think there is still another rough patch to come from City given what you've seen this season? I think hopefully there isn't a rough patch but in these type of high high caliber games it's not necessarily about you know if you play well it's about just getting the result so even if we play poor and we win that's just the three points and the dub that we need to give us some confidence and that could be you know the beginning of the new start to our season and just to kind of sidetrack as well like the reason why i'm still confident is because we've got a lot of players and we can rotate and, and we can make changes to our team whereas arsenal you're starting to see the frailties of tiredness and 
not changing your team because you're seeing, yeah, you're seeing Saka not, you know, stepping up oh. and Ketch has had his run. He's quiet now. Martinelli, quiet. Odegaard, quiet. Because I could, I'm not an Arsenal fan, but I could tell you that the lineup they're going to play every single game. Yep. And when you, when you get into that situation, it's not good because oh. now you're going to start playing Europa League. That's going to come back. You know, you're going to play two games a week. How are you going to handle that? And a lot of these players in, Ars in the Arsenal team haven't been in a situation in terms of going for a title or trying to win a big trophy. So how are they going to handle that pressure? And I think that's where the frailties are going to start showing where, you know, players are in bad form, but they're still starting. Whereas City, if Grealish plays poor, we put Foden. You know, Mars plays poor, we can put Bernardo Silva there and then put Gundogan in the middle, play with... Um, De Bruyne, we can make changes and still have a decent team out there. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Just going off what um, Sam just said, Dexter, mm -hmm. do you think this team can actually handle the pressure of being in the title race? Arsenal. Because you saw them bottle it and bottle the top four race against Tottenham last year. So, <laughs> not even on a bigger scale. So, Listen, if I talk here, people call me negative. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, people, I, I get. People would tell me I'm a pessimist. Um, now, can they handle it? I'm not too sure because I saw last season, we bottled it, you know. Um, and this season as well, the pressure, I don't know how these guys are going to handle it. Obviously, I'll be the happiest guy if we do sort of finish like where we should be finishing, where, where I think we should be finishing. Um, but I wouldn't, I don't want to say the word in it. In fact, let me hold back some words in it. I feel as if they are under a lot of pressure and I'm not too sure if they can handle it from what I've seen anyway. Yeah. That's that's how I'm going to end it. Fair enough. Um, okay, so just final bits before we actually get to scoreline predictions. Um, whoever you want to go first, where do you think... What do you, where part of the game do you think the deciding factor would be? Um, Sam, you want to go first? Yeah, I don't mind. Um, for me, I just think for us, oh, it's two. Do you know? I say the most important what you need to win games is the final third. If we've got Mares and depending, because it's a shame because at the beginning of the season, Foden's on form. Him and Harlan had a good relationship, and they was having assists and you know scoring hat tricks back to back and whatnot. But I just think the front three, if we can get Harlan clicking again, and we can get you know. Grealish and um, Mares isolated with your fullbacks one on one, I, and we can overload and create those chances. I think if we create chances, we're going to score goals. And the thing with Arsenal, we haven't seen them go down to a good team and see how they, you know, against when it when adversity comes, how they react by going down against a a, a team that has got players that can compete with their players. Like yeah, they went one nil down to um, Man United, but. Arsenal was still the better team. Now, we've got players, we've got De Bruyne, we've got Bernardo Silva, Gundogan, you know, Haaland, Mahrez, um, Grealish. If we go one up and you guys try and attack, we can yeah. we can add that. And, you know, Emirates is a good stomping <sighs> ground for us, isn't it? So I think the final third, if we take our chances and the defence is like, if we play Laporte, Diaz and someone else, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Do you know what I mean? But I yeah. think it's going to be the final third because we've got to is take our chances. You know what, Holland is he? Because I, I saw something. Is he not injured, or is he? Is he a doubt? So, yeah, there might be a doubt. I know he something. He maybe pulled his hamstring, so they took him off at halftime for precautionary reasons. Um, so let's see. 
I do have a question on Holland, if I'm allowed to ask. Go ahead. You know, people say that since he's come up in the team, City haven't really been flowing. Like, what's your what's your opinion on that? Um, I don't think that's the case. That's the easy thing to say. And as I mentioned this in the group chat with um, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with Richard. <laughs> I'm just so tired. We're, we're Richard, yeah. And I, I think that's lazy analysis saying Haaland in it. Haaland's come, whatnot. I think one, the team hasn't played well. And two, the most important thing is we haven't got the dynamic wingers. Because even if you put Harry Kane in that team, yeah, Harry Kane is a striker that wants to drop down, drop deep and be like a deep line forward and, you know, be a number 10. So if we if he doesn't have runners ahead of him, we won't score goals anyway. So at the end of the day, I miss the days when we had Sane and Sterling on the wings and they would rotate, they would, you know, they'll change something. Bro, and they get into the bar line and then having, um, you know, crossbacks and someone's there to tap it in. And I think that's what we, we miss, the dynamic wingers, where even with Sterling, he would do the inverted runs and he would pull a defender with him. And then it gives someone like, for example, De Bruyne or Gundogan to get into the box late and have a space for tap-ins. Well, we're not doing that because we know what Grealish is going to do. Get the ball, Slow, slow, slow the game down and take fifty touches, and then same with Morris. Morris can be dynamic, but that's not his 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 game. He likes to hold the ball and and so forth. So I don't think Haaland's the issue. I just think one we haven't played well, and we don't understand. Okay, cool. Haaland's a striker that's got pace, and we need to start doing free balls. Like I watched the Tottenham game, there's opportunities where they could have given a free ball to Haaland, and they're going back or they're going sideways. And it's like the, the what are you doing? Really looks like this. <laughs> yeah, in a sense, but, but really and truly, the should know when he's playing for Belgium, he's got Lukaku. That's what you got to do for, for Lukaku. Do you know what I mean? So I think with the Bruyne's passing, he should be able to find those balls. So I I, I don't want to blame Haaland because at the end of the day, he scored a lot of goals in it. And at the beginning of the season, everyone was saying, oh, Haaland, this and that, this and that. We had a little blip. Now it's the issue. So I'm not going to put that on, on Haaland, the blame on Haaland. So no. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, Dexter, where do you think? What do you think will be the most important part of this game for Arsenal? Um, probably the midfield. Um, because I feel as if our chance creation, I don't know, like we're not creating as much. Number one, also, um, and also we look like we don't have any idea of what we want to do, kind of thing, and we're starting to look a bit predictable as well. So I feel as if the midfield would be one. Um. Yeah, I'd say mainly the midfield. Yeah. No, because even just touch on that quickly, because as you guys said, you could already tell the starting 11 Arsenal are going to put out week in, week out. Now, I think what Arsenal have is the Chelsea opposite of what Chelsea have, or where we do too much rotation. I do think within any title winning side, you always have to have like seven, eight players that you know every week is going to start week in, week out. But then there's going to be like three players in which you change to give you a bit something different. And as I yeah, said, yeah. it's good playing the same 11 every week because those 11s get repetition and they know what they're going to do but it also means that the other teams have <coughs> seen week in week yeah. and they know what they're going to do and as I said I believe anyways that Trashard should start because I think Martinelli he's looking a bit um, I don't know what's he's happening he's, he's looking a bit funny he's looking a bit funny anyways that's so. the thing if when you play the same team and a player knows that he's always going to start even if he plays poor and he knows he's going to start, he knows he's not, going to play next year. Yeah, that's not that's not a good ethos to have in your team. That okay, cool, I play bad, but I'm not going to start the, the next game. Like you know, 
if if you do something that deviates from his plan, you're not playing for the next two or three games, regardless if you're Sterling. Like if he's told you to stay wide and hug the hug the touchlines, and you want to invert and do dumb stuff. He will take you off and say, okay, cool, you're not playing for two weeks. Grealish, you start. And I think you need to have that because it keeps players on their toes. Like, Saka knows he can have a dip in form. He's still going to start. Edin, obviously, Edin Ketter's situation is different because Jesus is, is injured. But again, like Xhaka, Odegaard, play poor, they're always going to start. They know they're going to start. That's yeah. the problem about him. Right. Very insightful. Score predictions. Um... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> How we get score predictions from you, Dexter? From me, yeah, you're the home team. <laughs> Damn. Um, <sighs> right. <laughs> Listen, the thoughts in my head. Yeah, let me say, I will say. Um, in fact, I'm gonna go for one nil Arsenal. Fair enough. Sam, predictions. Um. What I've been going f- going for in terms of scoreline last couple of um, pods I've been on, I, I will say 2-1 City. Mm. 2-1 City. That's a couple of pods. It's not getting paid for the stuff. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> and um... Yesterday's price ain't the same as today, so I hear that. I hear it. No, no, don't, don't be charging me, but we're charging everyone. Well, you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, no worries, no worries. Wink, wink. I'm going to go... Um... You know what? I'm going to go 3-1 City. Um, I do think they will close the gap. As I said, they've lost against um, the quote-unquote top six away for two now. So I don't think they're going to make it three in a row. Um, and it doesn't mean I don't think Arsenal still won't be favourites. I just think they're going to close the gap. So I'm going to go 3-1 City. Um, but yeah, it's been very insightful. Um, Sam, anything to promote or put out there? No, just the, just the <clears> usual, man. Follow us on Instagram, undiluted media underscore. Follow us on Twitter, Undiluted Media One, and YouTube. And yeah, just this year, we're going to just try and put out more shows and more yeah, content. Yeah. So just stay tuned, lock in. And yeah, I'm always on the Mandem's podcast, so you'll hear more from me. As Richard said, I'm going to start charging for these, you know, these. The rest sissy fan appearances. <laughs> <laughs> and Dexter, um, do you think you want to shout out, promote? Um, promote. Ah, follow me on TikTok. Wait, put put it put it in the descriptions, isn't it? Yeah, can you not say your TikTok name? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> in this moment of time, it's not in my head. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, I'll put the TikTok in the description anyway, so you can find um their stuff. Um, but yeah, huge game coming up on Wednesday. Um, Arsenal versus City and. Once in a lifetime, I guess. Once in a lifetime. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us um, or watching. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, share, all that good stuff. And follow me on all my social media platforms, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, out of bounds underscore UK. And until next time, thanks for watching. <laughs>